Yes, hello, this is Kenneth Anderson's podcast, and it's the 20th of April, sorry, July 2021. The time is 17.31, and it is Tuesday. Now today we are going to, once again, visit the book, uh, Love Yourself, Pay Yourself First. And we have come to chapter number four, Love Money. So love money is, yes, of course, something that we have to take into consideration if we want to get rich. But we also have to take into consideration how much money do we really need in order for us to have a certain amount of lifestyle. And I'm not talking about having a yacht and having a... Ferrari or anything like that. I'm simply just trying to talk about how much do we really need in order for us to be happy and content in our lives. If we have a car, if we have a house, if we have food on the table, if we have good friends, good relatives, uplifting uh, relationships, do we really need much more than that? Because, as you know, of course, that the Bible clearly warns us against getting riches and replacing riches for our relationship with Jehovah God, the Almighty One. So let's just talk a little bit about how we can, as human beings, clear away from these traps that has been placed in front of us. Because a lot of people, of course, a higher education is something that they need to strive for, they believe, because that's what's going to allow them in the future to lead a happy and content life. And yes, it's right that if you have a lot of money, there's a lot of worries going away from you. Mainly, of course, concerning about food on the table, what you're going to achieve in your life, because if you do not achieve them, you are not going to feed your family. So that is not something that the rich person is think of, thinking about. But he's thinking about a lot of other things. Perhaps he has so many billions of dollars that he needs protection, not only him, but his family, and also what he has accumulated, his riches, needs also protection. So he, perhaps, or she, constantly worry about being mugged and robbed or being blackmailed. So... A very rich person. Perhaps he is not so happy as we like him to be, so that perhaps what we are striving for is not going to make us happy in our lives. So that's this the reason why I'm telling you this beforehand is of course this book is a lot about becoming rich, striving for your full potential reaching your goal. And of course, I'm not 
dissing this or talking down on this, but I am also trying to warn you that there has that or there could be some pitfalls that you can fall into if you strive too much, if you basically say no to your fellow human beings in order for you to strive for this goal. Because you have to put in a lot of hours in order for you to make a lot of money and these hours do not come back again. I'm not saying that they are wasted, but I'm saying that striving for simply just being rich and getting a lot of money perhaps is not going to allow happiness to enter your life. And this is what we want, really. We want to be relaxed in our lives. We want to be happy in our lives. We want to feel a certain amount of joy and peace and quiet in quietness in our lives. And in order for us to achieve this, yes, it's, it's true that a very rich person could uh, buy a deserted island and live on, on there. But is he really truly happy and content inside? Because if he is very, very rich, maybe he's also very famous, and then he cannot really walk the streets uh, because he's going to be, not attacked of course, but he's going to be swarmed by people who recognize him as a famous person. So, is that really what happiness is all about? Becoming rich and famous? Perhaps not, because that is also something that can draw us away from our true inner core, our love and kindness. Because love and kindness is the most important thing that we can show in our lives, it's the driving force in our lives. It should be, of course. And can you coexist with striving for money, prestige and power and still be a loving and caring and kind human being? That's also a question that I cannot answer for you, but asking these questions is very important because... I believe, this is my own opinion of course, that yes, we can be pulled away from our own love and kindness when we strive for power over other human beings. If we enter into politics, for example, or any other of the power structures around the world, then we can fall into a pitfall and we can hurt our own inner personality so much so that we actually lose our humanity, we actually lose our ability to show love and compassion and kindness. Because this should not be a trademark in us that we only show our loved ones and the people closest to us. We should expand uh, our awareness so much so that we show love and compassion and kindness to every person that we meet in our lives. And this is the most difficult part of being a human being, 
because we can occupy our mind with so much garbage from the garbage can that we eventually allow our mind to go in a direction that is not going to be beneficial for us. So let's take our mind back. And of course, when I read out loud this book, perhaps I also is going to, I'm going to analyze it afterwards and tell you where I agree and where I disagree, of course. So you can also take this into consideration for yourself that perhaps the books that I'm reading, because I'm, I have not read them beforehand, because I also want to keep my mind fresh and new so that I can ask my mind some questions that could be beneficial for me so that I perhaps in the future can take responsibility for my own actions by truly thinking deeply about questions that that I have to ask myself, dilemmas that I have to ask myself so that I might choose the right thing for me in my life in order for me to strive and reach my full potential, but also not forgetting to show that I am a loving and caring and kind human being so that I do not lose my humanity. So let's just read out loud. You have willpower, and if you use it, you will get your share of the luxuries of life. So use it to calm, sorry, so use it to claim your own. Don't depend on anyone else to help you. We have to fight our own battles. All the world love fighters, while the cowards is despised by all. The pocket money, school fees, books, clothing, shelter, transportation and childhood expenses all require funding. The money comes from parents in the form of love money. Let us talk a little bit about love money. Like the mother's breast milk, it is offered naturally and out of absolute necessity. It is beneficial at this stage of life. Love money is provided because parents and adults love you and because you have not yet developed the skills and capacity to earn. You derive love money throughout childhood until you leave school and join the labor market where you must render services for every cent you earn. This money that comes out of the sweat of your brow is the genuine income. In every reasonable setting, the day you begin to earn from the labor market is the very moment you, you must give up the desire or longing for love money. Like the mother's breast, you must let go. Love money is harmful to the psyche of every adult. It poisons the drive, pride and imagination. It destroys the necessity to focus absolutely on the yield of personal labor, which carries the potential for unlimited growth. Every young adult must learn to refuse love money. This is the only condition under which he can attain and sustain the degree of self-reliance that is a 
prerequisite for financial independence and true fulfillment. Here is another danger every adult must foresee, and why he must resist any temptations to dwell on love money. Love money is neither regular nor dependable. You have no control as to the arrival time or the amount. If it does not arrive quickly enough or it does not come in the anticipated quantity, you switch to negative mode. You blame, complain and develop hatred or bitterness towards a party that had been benevolent to you. This bitterness worsens if the money fails to arrive. All this prevents you from facing the stack reality or stock reality about your financial life that you must escape self-descent and take total responsibility for your future or its opposite. That if it's going to be, it must be up to you. With longing for love money, your attention is distracted. You put less than your maximum concentration on the possibilities and opportunities lent in the career you have chosen. The creative mode is enabled the very moment you bid a financial buy to the idea of seeking, sourcing or anticipating love money. Suddenly you are in charge. You are together and pretty soon your world begins to connect together. You must be willing and ready to say no with thanks. Should parents and guardians persist in hauling love money at you, you will take to your heels. Nothing can grant you the freedom, confidence and fulfillment that self-generated income will provide. Only the money you work for in the financial analysis can endure. Key lessons from chapter number four. Number one, all baby and childhood income, money spent during child rearing until a child begins to earn money by himself, is said to constitute, uh, constitute love money. Parents and guardians provide love money. Number two, love money is a component of parental role that must be withdrawn from all adults that carry the capacity to earn. This way, such an adult rises to take charge of his life. He assumes total responsibility and thus becomes reasonable or responsible. Number three, every young adult must learn or be taught to refuse love money. Number four, love money poisons creativity, imagination and makes the man dependent instead of being self-reliant. Number five, Addition to love money or longing for such will ke- sorry addiction to love money or longing for such will keep the man in bondage to the source and make the man negative and bitter if request for precarification of baby money is denied. Financial freedom sorry number six financial freedom only comes to him that carries the desire and the will to earn every cent that flows into his life. Number five chapter He that would have fruits must climb the tree. Many times we witness the arrival of certain unsolicited free money in our lives or among others. 
Unlike the addictive baby money, this type can be tremendously beneficial and rewarding if judiciously invested, or if we carry the skills to handle such amount of money. Examples of this include inherited cash, property, and business. A child that will profit from inheritance is commonly prepared for such. All others will necessarily be ruined by the inheritance. The rule is to prepare the child for the business rather than to prepare the business for the child. To train the child long before the arrival of the property and the money. Fortune doesn't change the man, said the Chinese proverb. It only unmasks him. Many adults seek soft loan from rich relations in order to begin a business. Here again, this approach can either help or hurt. Success will follow only if the adult is provident at handling such money or business. It is never the business or the money that matters. It is the man. If you cannot make money from one dollar, if you do not coach one dollar to work hard for you, you won't know how to make money out of one thousand dollars. One can readily confirm competence. Sorry, confirm competence. Sorry, competence by observing how a person has handled money in the past and the level of business experience. Passion and the will to learn and grow, with which he demonstrates, a critical test is to demand that he produces pain money. What is pain money? This is the money he has put together, all by himself, that will be added to the loan in order to start the business. It is called pain money because the loss of this money will cause him some pain if the business fails. If he has no pain money to show, then all he is demanding. Is cheap money from you in order to experiment his prof- profession in starting and r- running a business. If such a business fails, like it commonly does, all that will persist will belong to you. He walk away a free man. Sorry, all that will perish will belong to you. He walks away a free man. The point to note. The point to note is this. The money he puts together, the pain money, will never be there if he lacks the discipline to save. It is this discipline that will be carried over to bear on any additional income that comes, as love money from rich uncles, inheritance, or the bank. Key lessons from chapter number four: A child that will profit from inheritance must be prepared for such. Number two, parents who created business and wealth should train their successor, the children, the rules and skills of business and wealth management, such that they continue where such parents stops. This is the ideal way to build and perpetuate business empires. Number three, if parents cannot transfer their skills before they transfer the wealth, such wealth will serve to ruin the beneficiary. Number four. The will to seek money to start a business must be matched by the will to seek knowledge first and appreciation next. Money must be seen as a component of such application. Number five, handling a small business well, Brunus in management small, in managing small money, is a pointer to a capacity to handle larger sums and bigger opportunities.
Number six, banks commonly require pain money, that which you have put together all by yourself in order that you benefit from soft loans to improve the business. So, is this true? Is this uh, something that we have to take into consideration? Because it is true that if we start a business and we do not have any of these pain money that we put into this business, then it's going to be very, very difficult for us to have success in this business. We need to put something in it from ourselves. This is very important because otherwise the business is most likely to fail. There's also an old saying that says, easy come, easy go. So if we have money that has easily come to us, it tends to also easily go from us. But hard-earned money, money that we have worked hard for, uh, you could call them pain money, this pain money, it is painful for us to have it leave us. And this is a good thing, because then you can actually put in the effort. Because we all have to put in the effort if we want to succeed in life. In order for us to strive in life, we cannot simply think that it is going to occur from heaven. It is not just going to be money from our parents that we can collect, or money from the government for that matter. Because this easy money is not going to allow us to strive for our goals in life. We are simply just thinking that, well, we are taken care of. We do not really need to put in the effort in order for us to have a prosperful life. To have a happy life, we can simply just sit on our backsides and simply just relax and take the money from our parents or from our governments in order for us to have a good and happy life. But it's not really a happy and good life, really, is it? Of course, there's also strings attached to this. If it's a parents, yes, you can get into an argument if the money does not arrive on time or is not so big as you are used to. And the same with the government. Because the government can also fail. The government can also withdraw your money if you do not take on meaningless labor because it is not the high-paid job that you are offered when you are unemployed. Uh, it's the low-cut wages. The, you might even think, boring job. But nonetheless, this is what is offered you from the government. If you are, if, and if you are not thinking about taking on this job, they can withdraw your money. They have a right to do this because the money is coming from them. They basically decides over their money. It is not your money to spend, really. It is something else when you have a job 
and you work hard on this job, well, then you have, of course, negotiated a salary that you and the boss has agreed on, and then you work hard. Then you can also see your paycheck coming in every fortnight or every month, and then you can say to yourself, this money I have earned myself, this is money that I decide over for myself. This is not coming from parents or from a government or from any other place. This is hard-earned money. This is pain money, you could say. Money that is painful if you have to let go of it. So we need to realize that we as humans, we have a tendency to love a government that takes care of us. But perhaps it's not so beneficial for us. Perhaps they are actually doing us a disservice for us. Because the money has to come from somewhere. And of course it comes from the taxpayer's money. So basically you are actually taking other people's money and spending them on yourself. And yes, of course, it's very hard to hear this, but nonetheless, it's true. So you have to realize that the money does not come from thin air. It comes from hard labors uh, from other human beings. And having this in mind should also make you strive for having a job keeping a job and sticking through it and yes of course all jobs is in not so many words but it's not so funny it's hard work it's maybe even something that you have to do over and over and over and over again but nonetheless you can rest assured that you do not only have your blessing, you also have your parents' blessings, but you also have the state blessing because now you are on your own. Actually, you are actually making money for the less fortunate ones, the ones who are unemployed. So coming coming to the grips with the fact that you are not alone in this world, You are not just sitting on your throne collecting money, but you are a hard-working individual that sees society as a whole, that sees society as a place where you can strive, where you can reach your full potential. Well, that's something that you also have to take into consideration. You have to change your mindset in order for you to think about the money that you have to make and that is going to be beneficial for you when you make it and also the contrast where you just sit on your backside and receive money from the government. And if you really cannot see the bad side of receiving money from the government, 
I will say that you perhaps have a problem with your personality or a problem with the way you think about society that you're living in. And this can be very painful to recognize because we like it when we are taken care of. But that makes us like not an adult, really. It actually makes us like a small child, that we do not really want to take responsibility for our own lives. It's much easier when other people are taking responsibility for our lives, handing out the money to us. So coming to this realization that we cannot really keep on going down this path because the more we go into this path, the more likely it is for us to become lazy, to, to become dependent on other human beings. And eventually, we're not really going to reach our full potential when we are not striving, when we have no willpower left. We do not have any willpower to get up early in the morning and go to work. Well, this willpower is very important. It is crucial for your happiness. It is going to be beneficial for you. Yes, you can not see it right now, but when you get used to getting up in the morning and making your own money, I will guarantee that you will have a zest for life. You will have a driving force in your life. You will become very happy because you are earning your own money. It means something for you. It also all of a sudden means something for you to make your own money and not just benefits from or handouts from the government. Because a country is not healthy when there's a lot of people on benefits, on social welfare. It means that this country is going down the toilet. And also, if there's a lot of people occupied by the government, this is not a health sign either, because also the money has to come from somewhere. It has to come from the private sector, of course. So we have to realize that in order for us to keep a healthy society, we have had some benefits in our lives. We have had parents who loved us and who cared for us and provided us with some sort of love money. But now we are an adult. Now we have to take on our own responsibilities. We cannot allow other people to take responsibility for us. Because I know that you do not really like when someone is telling you what to do, constantly searching for you or maybe even not even spying on you, but 
the government has a right to call you every week in order for them to hear how you are doing with your search for a job. And of course, if there's gone a long time, then they are pushing on even further. Because they know that a person who have spent a long time on benefits from the government, there's not really a high probability for that person to get a real job that he or she likes, that he or she appreciates. So this laziness in society is not beneficial for not you and not the government, not your parents, not your friends. So you need to realize that in order for you to take your life back to yourself, in order for you to decide over your life yourself 100%, you need to be independent. You need to analyze your life and see where am I dependent on here? Am I dependent on my parents? Am I dependent on the government, the welfare check? Because if I am, well then I'm not really in control over my own life really. And of course I know that you would much prefer to have control over your life, to take your life back to yourself. Because that's the only way in which you can show true love and compassion and kindness to yourself. It's when you say to yourself that I need to take this job on because maybe you do not like this job, but if you have a job, it's much easier for you to find another job that is more in your liking. So my advice in this podcast is you need to realize how much benefit it actually can cause your life, in your life, when you make your own money, when you find a job that suits you, that allows you to take care of yourself. Because this responsibility for yourself is actually the number one thing that if you do not have this in your life, it hinders you into reaching your full potential. It actually hinders you into thinking carefully about how you are as a person, what you want to become as a person, and how you reach your goal. Because, uh, because otherwise, if you do not have a goal, then you do not have a driving force in your life. And this driving force, if you lose this driving force, you can actually lose the will to live. It can actually become very bleep and dark to live a life without a goal, without a striving force in your life. If you do not have anything to get up in the morning, uh, if you do not have any, anything in your life that needs to be done, 
well, then it's going to become a very boring life, isn't it? So my recommendation is try to find a job that you like and try to become independent. Try to take your own life back to yourself and try to reach your full potential. Find out what dreams you really have. If they are realistic, then you should try to reach your goal. But if they are unrealistic, if you are living in a, what you call it, a princess fairy tale, well then you need to get rid of them. Because these thoughts and ideas could actually hinder you into reaching your full potential, into reaching a job that you like and that you can reap the benefits of having a job. You can be filled with joy and happiness when you get up every morning and go to work. So this we should take into consideration. Otherwise, every day is the same day. We get up in the morning and perhaps we all sleep very <laughs> very many hours so that we perhaps all get up in 10 or 11 o'clock at the afternoon or the pre-noon, of course. So is this really beneficial for us? Are we not simply just wasting our lives? This is questions that I need to ask myself and I also encourage you to ask yourself because otherwise we can become depressed, we can become moody, we can become self-centered because if we cannot see society as a whole filled with human beings that try as good as they can to get up every morning and put in a work effort in order for them to reap the benefits of their work. If you cannot see the benefits of it, I highly suggest that you start working on your personality so that you do not fall into this pitfall. Because it is a pitfall. It is a place where you only care and think about yourself, where you think that other people are only there for your fault, that you are there to take other people's money, basically. Of course, it's very tough for me to say this, but it is worth, thing, worth saying, worth saying, worth saying, because... I know it's going to benefit you in the long run when you get up every morning, go to work, put in a work effort. I know it's going to benefit you. Perhaps you cannot see it right now, but I can guarantee that it's going to allow happiness to enter your life. It's going to allow a more loving and compassionate and caring human being to arise in you. And this human being, it can actually form you as a human in order for you to 
show love and compassion and kindness towards yourself, and eventually also towards others. Thinking about other human beings besides yourself, thinking about society as a whole, filled with human beings that also show love and compassion and kindness to their family when they get up every morning and put in a hard day's work. This is what it's all about. So that we also have something to give to the next generation that comes after us. We should also think about the next generations of human beings that also need to strive for happiness in their life. Um, are my actions actually hindering them, the next generation, into striving for love and compassion and kindness in their lives? Because if we were all unemployed, if we all had uh, taken um, taking money from the government, well, society would collapse and crumble, wouldn't it? There would really be nothing left for the next generation. So we also have to ask ourselves, are we greedy? Are we hungry for reaping money that we really have not earned? Or are we really putting in the effort to search for a job that perhaps is not so pleasant at the moment, but still it provides us with money that we have earned for ourselves, money that we can appreciate, that we can feel that this is money that I have earned. Now I also have the opportunity to save up money so that I can reach my goal even more profoundly. So let's just take a small break and I come back again. So, having a high work ethic, it can actually be beneficial for us. And of course, I'm not uh, saying that it cannot be difficult to find a job in these times that we are living in. And of course, I'm not saying that if you do not, if you are putting a, a work effort into finding a job, well, then you cannot do really much more than that. But it's when you when you occupy your mind with laziness, that's not so good. That's not going to be beneficial for you. So, of course, having a distinction between these things is very important. Because under this disease crap around the world, the closing of businesses around the world, it can be and is very difficult for a lot of people to just make ends meet. And of course, we know and I've explained many times about how the elite is manipulating us in a certain direction. But it's not the elites that is, you could say it's their fault, yes, but it's basically humans who say yes to it. Because if millions and billions of people say no to it, 
they do not have power over us anymore. It's only when we say yes to everything that they come up with that we eventually is going to be their slaves. And this is also part of being independent, independent of our government. And this is also one of the hardest things to achieve, of course, because we are more or less all dependent on the government. We have made it so ourselves. So we need to snap out of it. We need to say no to it. We need to take into consideration that the only way we can take our life back to ourselves is to find a suitable job for ourselves, make our own money, and try as good as we can to save us, save off enough money so that we can also achieve some sort of happiness in our lives. And not, of course, reaching our, not for our full potential, but saying that we need to have $2 million or $3 million in the bank, that's not really striving for a dream, is it? It is just simply being greedy. And eventually we are going to find out that it is not going to allow us to feel happiness in our lives. Because fame and fortune is not something that I will recommend that you strive for. A lot of people have done this, and a lot of people have reaped the badness of it. Because if you are a famous person, as I've been explaining before, you cannot really live your life to the fullest because other people are constantly interfering in your life, constantly wanting a piece of you. And you cannot wash your fame away from you. Once you are famous, and I'm talking about world famous, then you cannot go back again and say, oh, tomorrow I'm not famous. Tomorrow I can walk the streets without being harassed. That's not the way it works. So you also have to realize that becoming an icon or becoming famous simply just because you have a lot of money, I will highly suggest that it is not the way forward in your life or in my life for that matter. So let's just find a golden middle ground where we are not famous, but we have enough money for us to have a decent and a relaxed life. And yes, we need to work, but also we also have to keep in mind that we can also have stress in our lives from our work, and we also need to de-stress. We need to relax, we need to meditate, we need to keep our mind calm in order for us to reach our full potential but also reach a certain amount of happiness in our lives. So coming to this realization for a lot of people it can be very difficult 
because society has shown us that it is only through rich and fortune and famous people that we can reach our full potential and reach our happiness, our happy state of mind. But this is not true. We have basically been sold a lie. So in order for us to snap out of it, we need to occupy our mind with something wholesome, something decent, something uplifting. So uplifting speech from Uplifting's podcasts and also books that have people in it that talks about love and compassion and kindness, being there for others, having a mindset that includes other human beings. This is what we need to strive for in our lives. This is what we need to put an effort into. So we need to find a balance in our lives also. We cannot simply work 80 or 90 or 100 hours every week uh, with our job because then we are going to go down in stressful mode. We are going to not be so happy in our lives. So we need to find a balance where we say, well, perhaps 40 day, 40 weeks, uh, 40, 40 hours a week is the maximum that I'm going to take on my shoulders. Because that's where I feel that, yes, I have a certain amount of stress when I work, but I can cope and deal with it. So this is also very important that we find this inner balance, inner peace of mind, where we know that we are doing the best we can. And when we know we are doing the best we can, when we know that we are analyzing our lives once a week, where we see if we have reached our goal or are in the pursuit of reaching our goal. And if we are not, then we are willing to take some sort of measurement so that we can keep on in the direction where we know we are going to reach our goal. We are willing to change the way we perceive things. We are willing to change the course of our life in order for us to reach our full potential, in order for us to reach our goal. So I hope that uh, this podcast was not, yeah, I cannot say it, it did not went too close to comfort, but I needed to say this because I'm also saying it to myself so that I do not become lazy, so that I do not become preoccupied with my own mind. But I also think that it's going to be beneficial for other people around me when I reach my goal, when I strive for perfection, when I strive for becoming the best human being that I possibly can. So I also hope that you will do the same thing. So striving for love and compassion and kindness striving for becoming a human that other people are happy to be around. 
a person who, deep down in his or her heart, finds love and compassion and kindness to share with other human beings. To become relaxed and content in life, but not so that you become lazy and just reap the benefits of other people's sweat, but you also are part of a whole group that works in harmony towards a goal that perhaps could benefit human beings around you. So becoming aware of your surroundings, becoming aware of other people around you, and also showing them love and compassion and kindness, that could be a goal in itself. Because I know once you show love and compassion not only towards yourself but also towards others, it is going to put a smile on your face. You're going to reap the benefits of having an open mind to other human beings. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I hope that there was something that you could take into consideration for yourself in your own life. I know that there was for me. I know that there is something that I need to change in my life in order for me to not sink into laziness, but also reach my full potential, see the goal at hand, and do as I could, as good as I can to reach this goal. So I hope you love each other and are kind to one another. I hope that there was something in this podcast that you could say, yes, this is something that I need to change in my life in order for me to become more happy and content in life, in order for me to show love and compassion and kindness towards myself and especially towards other human beings. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. This is the 20th of July, 2021. The time is 1849 and it is Tuesday. Bye.